This is Samia Bano with Make Change Fun and Easy, podcast to help you create massive positive change in your life and the world. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, sasrikal, hola, aloha, ciao, and bonjour. I'm so happy and excited to be here today. And guess what? You will be so happy that you're joining me today as well because we have a very special guest, Janet Key. And guess what? She's a money blueprint coach. And I can't wait to have her share more with you about what she does and who she is and actually let's start with that Janet please tell us more about who you are what you do absolutely thank you and I'm so honored to be able to share with you and have this conversation here today around money because money is it can be a challenging conversation for many people to have and Um, My wish is to, you know, open up the pathways so that we can have open, honest, respectful conversations. And I am a prosperous woman, soulful money coach, helping women who are, they have that desire to grow, expand and step into alignment with their highest and greatest self. So when it comes to our money blueprint, you're absolutely uh, right on there. It's looking at our money blueprint, our thinking our thoughts around money, as well as our emotion, as we are intuitively guided towards the vision or the fulfillment of our life's purpose. So uh, I work on our money relationship with women on physical, emotional, and spiritual levels. And I'm excited that I get to do that. Yes, it is. It is very, very exciting. And my gosh, you you just mentioned, touched upon so many, like really, really important things in terms of just the very idea of a money blueprint. You know, the fact that we have a money blueprint and it has all these layers to it. Uh, can you tell me more about the money blueprint and the different layers and how yeah. it all like? works together why is it important why do i need to know about it yeah you know our money blueprint is really our money story what did we see experience um what did our parents model what were those experiences that we had in relationship to money and when i grew up uh, my dad had a mental illness and he was not able to support our family financially my parents had divorced at Uh, I was five years old at the time and my mom did the best she could, but she relied on government services and then later in life relied on a man who then she remarried for that financial security and support. Now, being a woman who is uh, a ruler archetype and a desire to achieve, and I wanted my own financial freedom in life, which meant I had to go deeper into my own money stories and I had Uh, rooted beliefs around not being enough, not being good enough. And that showed up in my money relationship. So our blueprint are, you know, here's the emotions, the past experiences, uh, whether they're, you know, negative experiences that are imprinted within us and we're always creating. So where are we creating from, right? The 
the place of the past of the past experiences and we'll know it because patterns will show up in our lives over and over and really where we want to create from is here in the present moment in a place of alignment so our blueprint it is important because for for those of us that want happiness healthy relationships and freedom in life your blueprint whether it's your thoughts your beliefs if it's not in alignment you're going to be in that place of struggle that inner duality that happens within all of us at some point in life right can you give an example of when your thoughts beliefs and other aspects of you when when it comes to your money blueprint when they're not in alignment an example of that and and what that might look like for somebody yeah absolutely i'll i'll give you an example of myself i had done a lot of inner work in my life uh i had connected to the truth of who i am and i was happy i felt whole in all areas of my life except money mm-hmm. and when i when i heard the words that money was energy i was like ah as someone who was a yoga teacher i understood energy as someone who was a healer or experienced healing i understood it but i didn't understand the energy of money and i went deeper mm-hmm. into it when i looked at my money thoughts i was never satisfied i would look at my bank account balance and feel that there was never enough um i hadn't i worked in a, a banking role i had savings i had a pension uh but again that feeling of never enoughness was always there i felt anxiety when it left me and i'm like wait a minute here like this is my thoughts and i know the power of my thoughts right how what we think about is our feelings our feelings are our emotions our emotions are our energy uh so that that is uh an example of you know and then it took me even deeper where i identified that core belief so even though i done some work and i knew that i was enough but going even deeper in the money realm because i had not looked at it at that time uh then i discovered that deeper core belief of not enough but it was playing out in my world right that i was creating from a place of scarcity and fear that not enoughness that never being satisfied right my drive my desire was fueled by fear and insecurity and scarcity does that make sense it makes sense it actually makes me think back <laughs> to my experience uh of like the time in my life when i used to think about my not being enough well i thought about it in many different contexts honestly over the course of my life uh but when it and and there is a certain similarity in your story and my story in the sense that for many years i was really really focused on on um healing myself of emotional trauma that i had experienced and i worked really really hard to achieve a sense of great inner peace and happiness and joy and i was like oh this is so wonderful i love myself now i have a really healthy relationship with myself i've awesome self esteem but then just like you what happened with me was that um i didn't realize it but i had 
I, I was continuing to have this belief of not being enough um, at an underlying deeper level. And that for me also, uh, I, I became conscious of it in the context of my relationship with money because and with me what was happening then was um i had already launched my business uh the you know uh, as a happiness coach trainer and healer mm -hmm. and then i had it, this like big dream this big vision of establishing like a university and um you know where where people could come and learn everything there is to learn about healing and how to live with inner peace and happiness and at first i got really excited by this dream by this vision but then i started thinking about what it would take to make it happen and the first thoughts that came to my mind were this is going to take millions of dollars maybe like hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> Um, and I was like, I don't have that money. And uh, oh my gosh, I don't think I'm good enough to get make that much money. Will I ever be able to make that much money in my entire lifetime? I don't know. I don't think. And all these doubts started to creep up, and the strong sense of I'm not good enough to make this dream come true. And it produced such intense fear in me that I actually. I, I, I couldn't keep moving forward on making my dream come true. I had to step back from it and, and, and be like, okay, okay, forget about this. This is too much. This is too yeah. much. And um, it was just, yeah, like really scary, but also really disempowering. And it like literally stopped me in my tracks. Yeah, yeah. And aren't you glad you dug deeper? Oh. Um, to remove that and and that's what happens is our fear will stop us and um, I always like to say we're in a place of love or fear and our fear uh, is here to teach us right if we just move into those challenges move into those fears those deeper you know shadow darker type emotions rather than avoiding them and we go deeper into them and uh, we begin to open up, right? Which is expanding in our own inner frequency to love and openness and trust. And that leads that energy, that space is what leads us towards the vision of achieving it. Mm, that's so true. Being not afraid of those shadows, recognizing actually the blessings that those shadows represent. Someone get, uh, pointed out that, you know, night, our experience of night is actually just the, the part of the world we are in being in shadow. <laughs> but imagine if we didn't have night time, if it was always, always daytime, when would we rest, uh, you know, and there is like so much joy and beauty that we experience in the nighttime and so why are we afraid of the night why are we afraid of being in shadows or when there are shadows around us we can find find the joy and the beauty in them and they give yeah. us so much opportunity to learn and grow absolutely absolutely and in money relationship what shows up for a lot of women that shadow side is 
when they spend to avoid feelings mm. or when they avoid looking at their money issues or they rather someone else manage their money for them yeah. you know that um you know when they're in a place of uh mistrust or you know over giving or not generous enough like those are shadow aspects of self that we need to look at in order you know to move through to come to that light side of self it's where we get to that place where we shine our brightest and you know it's a process it's a journey it you know it's the uh, you have to go through it and every layer of growth in your life you know you raise in consciousness you raise an awareness as you emotional mastery and spiritual mastery as you practice it and grow evolve right yeah oh that's beautiful oh you know okay so just going a little bit further back uh you in passing mentioned archetypes and you being a specific archetype can you tell me more about that cuz i think a lot of people aren't familiar with that yeah so sacred money archetypes archetypes are the power of patterns that are within us are that make up our story our motivation our challenges our gifts our talents our fears so it makes up who we are which is you know our blueprint our unique design and sacred money archetypes helps you to understand your unique money personality so you know what's your specific blueprint and um i work with eight different money archetypes and there's the ruler the celebrity the connector the accumulator the nurturer the alchemist and i did not create them uh, i took training in it from 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 Kendall Summerhoff but it's absolutely brilliant archetypes are here to connect us to the truth of who we are to identify what our gifts are what our strengths are but also the challenges the shadow side working with archetypes helps us to expand our perception our mindset but also gets us deeper into well, what are those beliefs that are limiting self sabotaging and how to navigate through it right so it's it's like learning the emotional mastery the energy dance within your own self and uh as you keep the archetypes are here to teach us how to be in alignment with our soul's highest and greatest potential right so as we keep moving through the challenges the fear sides of self and we begin to take responsibility and accountability for who we are as spiritual human beings and as we as we move through the shadow when we move more into the light so from the fears of you know i'm not enough or the overwhelming emotions of guilt and shame that we can often feel as women as entrepreneurs as we move through them and we come over into the love side which is the open the intuitiveness the creativeness you know already we're changing our own internal frequency our vibration yeah. and we begin to connect with that inner abundance that is within us that is our birthright so um the archetype is brilliant in bringing us into alignment and connecting to that source that power every day in practice 
That's so cool. Can you give me an example? So you mentioned you were a specific archetype. Can you give me an example of your um, archetype? Like what that, um, uh, like what are the, like if you are that archetype, what are the um, dominant characteristics that you have as that archetype? What are the challenges or the shadow side of that archetype? Yeah, yeah, I'll just grab one right here and just kind of look up. But like, just just by whim, I'm going to grab the alchemist, Ooh, um, which when it comes to the archetypes, we have all of the archetypal patterns, right? Mm. But what we want to know is what are our top three? Because that's our, our driving forces. And that's what we can really lean into. Now, knowing the others can really help as well. Because, you know, knowing yourself, knowing other people, just uh, opens our openness and our compassion uh, to others, right? We're all on this journey together. So the alchemist is the inner idealist and they're here to create positive change in the world. Their contract, their sacred money contract is to transform ideas into financial success. So the alchemist is usually attracted to unconventional or alternative ways of making money. They also care more about social justice or leading a movement than making money. They can have a love-hate relationship with money, which there's that internal duality. Like we wanna look at what parts of money do we hate, right? Mm -hmm. They can find themselves relying on others for financial support. Inwardly, they can sometimes feel vulnerable or insecure about their own ability to make income. And this is where they can get caught up in the overthinking, right? Versus the taking the inspired action that's necessary to manifest what it is that you want to create in your life, right? They find it easy to empower others to believe in themselves. And they are talented at making money in unusual ways. They can also believe that there's an unfair balance of wealth in the world. So this is something that, you know, they want to dive a little bit deeper into. And sometimes they seem to not have enough money to support the causes that are important to them. Now, here's the money mantra for this archetype. And it's absolutely brilliant. The more I do well in the world, the more I can help others do good. So you can see where, um, you know, going into those shadow aspects of self, it's like they want to do good in the world, yeah. but if they're, if they don't have those financial resources because of that love hate relationship or relying on others versus themselves and their own connection to source, then this can create a, uh, imbalance within their own system and, and the wealth that they want to create. So they have a strong will and learning how to get grounded, um, you know, within themselves so that they can move forward and create that positive change they're here to make. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I'm definitely, uh, this is one of my primary <laughs> learning <laughs> archetypes for sure. For sure. I actually, uh, someone actually introduced to me using a different, they said, you're a money monk. I was like, that's true. I am a money monk. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a, it's what you were what you were saying is definitely one of my primary arch archetypes. Um, and I, I remember one of the big challenges that 
um, you know, like what you were saying about wanting to just let someone else deal with the money. Uh, and I was like, yeah, why can't I just coach and train and heal <laughs> and not have to worry about the money? Let someone else deal with it. Uh, that was like a huge, um, like a huge th- thought and belief and pattern of thinking that I had for a long time. And it, it did sort of come in my way in terms of, of feeling disempowered and um, not being able to, and not wanting to do things that could empower me in terms of you yeah. know, more charge of, of creating more money in my life and stuff. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. You know, uh, I was a stay-at-home mom for uh, many years. And in 2009, when I went through divorce, uh, I was 35 and starting over, like, you know, going out to look for a job at that time. And uh, a lot of women that are stay-at-home moms, I didn't have the, you know, ultimate say in the management of money. Yeah. And... Um, you know, I wanted to do things differently. I want, you know, I read books on wealth. I wanted to change, but I was not that main breadwinner. So I didn't have a say. And that was, you know, in an essence, it was disempowering to me, which of course fueled me, you know, after that divorce of wanting that. And, you know, here's the thing that a woman wants to, uh, you know, create her own wealth and create her own business and move forward in her vision. But when she's been dependent financially on her partner and he has different goals and he has a different blueprint, well, now she has to ask for money or maybe feel like she has to justify. And there's some shame. There's some shame in that for some women. And that, again, that's more disempowering, right? And when we want to be in an empowered place when it comes to our relationship with money, uh, because it's our goals and our vision that we're leading towards and our own financial freedom is very important for a woman and to avoid your issues or to avoid managing your own money is to do yourself an injustice yeah it's so true it's so true oh gosh it, it's so true i i mean because in an ideal world like sometimes i still think about how because money is something that we have invented uh, i mean and it like ten thousand years ago uh, there was no such thing as money as we understand it now and uh, part of my ideal self was like oh oh you know <laughs> we don't need money money is just this like artificial thing we have created and it creating it's creating so many problems for us in our lives it's like because we have this invention of money that we created. Uh, there is now poverty and not poverty and this injustice, like you were saying, you know, my archetypes, like all into yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> at the imbalance and the injustice and how yeah. money is distributed and stuff. And part of me just, you know, would want to, to just, just, do away with money entirely but it's not it's not first of all going to happen but secondly it's also again 
just this um, energy of blaming and judging and it keeps you more stuck you know and so um to to be able to come out of that to be able to refocus and and find a new perspective where we're like okay where where is the blessing in this where can i find the love in this the joy in this um mm. and and focus on that um can you can you share some more like maybe wisdom around or maybe give another example of how someone can sort of begin to shift a negative perspective or perception about money into a more positive one yeah because so many of us you know we don't know like what's a more healthy way to look at money yeah yeah um i i think that's great and you know here we are and and a way to look at money so what's your relationship with it and how do you feel about it right notice that and you mentioned the word blame yeah. so as soon as as soon as we start blaming someone else for our money troubles in essence we're actually giving away our power right yeah. and those feelings of you know there's a unfair um there's a unfair justice in the world well you know when you look at yourself are you using your money in a way that's in alignment with your values with what is important to you now you know here's a belief right that the root of all money is evil and and it's not it's you know it's the individual person it's how you are using money and money is a, a currency an exchange that we agreed to use in society for our gifts our products and our services Yeah. So, you know, we're exchanging our gifts, our talents, our services. But here we are as individuals, we have gifts, we have talents, and we might be holding them back because we feel like we're not good enough, right? So, here we are, um, you know, restricting our own uh ability to exchange our gifts and talents for services. and it's our own feelings towards it so how are you using money right it's like the more the more i do well in the world the more i can help others do good so it's really being clear about your relationship with it and how do you want to use it in your life right, right. there is a yes there is a big misuse of money and a lot of people can learn how to use money differently and Um you know you mentioned years ago you know where money wasn't like you know people would exchange goats or gold or something different for it right and and all of a sudden in society people started to judge others by their wealth you're better than me because you have more sheep or or what not and so now in comes some judgment right, right? in comes some criticism around people in society and then people who had less money maybe then felt less than i'm not good enough right so here's this story and culture really promotes this i am not enoughness right we need more yeah. stuff right and and so people are stressed financially working jobs that they don't love that may be soul sucking or they're overfinanced and they're they're so trapped that they don't see that way and that really robs them of their happiness and their joy and so it's like this 
this focus became on the material, right? I got to have the car. I got to have the toys. I got to have the house. I got to have the, so here's the focus on the network. And you know, it's important too to have the network, but what happened was that separated us from our knowing our own internal worth. We kind of forgot what's our divine, like what's our enlightened self worth, right? Who we are, what the value of me is. We are our most greatest asset, right? You are your most greatest asset as am I. And we want to invest in our greatest asset ourselves in ways that is loving, nurturing, respectful, honoring, right? So this is where we connect deeper to that love of self. So it's kind of like looking at our relationship with money. And it's absolutely what I love is that it really looks at, it really identifies those unconscious patterns and those beliefs where we give away this power, this power of being connected to our higher selves of source to how to take it back, right? To connect to, wait a minute, like I'm valuable. And you start treating yourself like you are available or that you are available, right? You take care of your body better, you know, your environment better, you know, and when you are a loving, happier, healthier individual, well, look at the energy you're bringing into the world, right? So um, there's like this internal shift that needs to happen and see who's more important here and then serve from that place of love and abundance versus fear and scarcity. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And because people can actually sort of sense your energy, um, you know, if you like, I know as a coach, one of the things that, um, I know my coaches have told me and, um, you know, that I've tried to practice also is like, they're like, look, focus on serving, focus on serving the money will just come. But when I was in that negative relationship with money, the money wasn't just coming. Like I was serving and, um, you know, I felt a little bit like that broke artist who's so super passionate about that art that they create and so forth, but they're still broke. And I was like, this is not working. I'm serving a passion, but it's not working. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, what I realized was that yes, I, I was serving with passion at one level, but at another level, I had all this worry about money. And, um, you know, uh, I, I, I had these fears of, Will I be able to make enough money by doing this work? And, um, you know, I was worried, can that other person afford to pay me what I want them to pay me? Am I asking for too much or is, am I asking for too little? And, and so because I've had all of this like negative energy around money, it was actually preventing me from even being able to serve in the best ways. And I think people can like sort of pick up on, on your, I mean, it reflects a certain amount of fear and a certain lack of confidence and people can pick up on that and they respond yeah. to that. I mean, when, when, <laughs> when I gave up on all that worry and stress and I just was genuinely more, more happy and just more joyful and more relaxed 
Yeah. Uh, people were like, literally, it felt like no issue at all asking for even uh, more money than, um, you know, or whatever the amount was. It didn't matter. It was just like, do I feel good about asking uh, this amount? And if, if the answer from my heart was yes, it was like, oh, all right, I'm asking for it. No problems at all. Yeah. And yeah. there were lots of people who were like, yes, Samia, we want to give you that money. <laughs> so it's just, I, I, it, it sounds like a little bit like magic or something that yeah. being in more joy and gratitude and happiness, it just makes like all this, seeming magic happens yeah yeah and that's you know that's so beautiful you know it, where was your mind right you weren't in your present moment you know the power of now your mind was in a place of worry and it was in a place of fear right and and so many people are they're caught up in this place and there's that internal duality and now we're in the ego place right it's like now we're in the fear side of self and to you know, be grounded in who you are. I am enough and, you know, how I feel. Um, and I can, you know, here's our, into the chakras, our root chakra is our right to be here and the right to have. And so many of us are not grounded in who we are. And, you know, that exact thought pattern that you just explained, you're actually not grounded in who you are when you're overwhelmed with thinking of worry and fear right uh, here's the sacral is the feeling you're right to feel and have but to feel pleasure and when we feel guilt or we feel worry that robs us of our energy and our, our life force whereas if we you know clear those energies so you know each day when i get up i practice meditation and i practice clearing i call in my higher guides that that you know, God, I communicate with God so that I'm connecting to that energy on a daily basis. Mm. And, you know, when we're serving from our ego self, it's, that's about us, right? When we come over into here, our solar plexus is, you know, my will, God's will. And then there's the will of everybody else, right? So am I looking for self-approval or, acknowledgement or the opinions of others is that affecting me because i'm not living my will but then there's god's will so when we kind of get out of our own way and you know intuitiveness our intuition is you know source speaking through us so when we get out of our way and we clear out that limiting emotions and beliefs and negative thinking we actually open up our own channels to receive mm. and that's when we connect to when you say magic it's like there's that higher power right so when you notice when you create something versus when you get an intuitive hit you get an intuitive hit and you move forward now it it happens right it happens in your life because it's not really you but it's it's what the universe or god wants of you and here's uh some other elements in what you were talking about you were lacking at that time trust and faith right so those are such two important moments of all right you know the universe is guiding you towards this vision you're being called and you know you might question and doubt and am i going crazy which many of us spiritual entrepreneurs feel like that because we are being guided by a higher power, right? So 
But it's that exact thought. I remember thinking many times over my years when my dreams had come true in my life, but I was still growing and I would sit there and I'd question and I'd say, how can I question? Look at what I already caught, like look what already came about in my life. And I had to really clear that stuff up. And um, as I continued to work deeper, it cleared. And then my own level of trust, patience, mm. and uh, faith changed along with that. Yes. Oh my gosh. This, this is, I, yeah, this is the core that I've come to realize is when anytime I find myself struggling, uh, no matter what the apparent reason is, at, at surface when I look deeper it comes down to I need to deepen my faith and my trust in my source you know because the fact is that my source my my God is always there always taking yeah. care of me always loving me always creating the very best for me and um if I'm not feeling that, it's because I'm just not seeing it. I, I My perspective uh, needs to shift and change and open up. Uh, and, 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 and when I begin to tap into, when I recognize, uh, oh, it's an issue of I'm not trusting enough right now. Uh, I've lost focus on this reality, this knowing that I'm perfectly safe, I'm perfectly provided for, there's so much abundance um, in the universe and I'm part of that abundance, um, uh, you know, and so then it's like, okay, okay, let's refocus on this. Mm -hmm. And then it changes everything, it just changes everything. It does, it does. And as you continue to walk on the journey, you know, here's that duality that's within ourselves of the light and the dark, right? And, you know, there's a separation for a period of time in our lives. But as we keep practicing and as we keep growing, eventually there's this big transformation that happens. Yeah. And the ego side, the fear side loses its control because now you're more in the light, right? And this is where expanding your consciousness. And, and I often say, you know, I'm teaching about our money relationship but I'm teaching higher consciousness because this is what happens, right? And it all depends on what stage of the journey that you are at. And, you know, we need to be more gentler with ourselves. So in those moments of, um, you know, we're doing really good. And then all of a sudden you're not doing good. And then you start to beat yourself up over it, right? It's like, what's wrong with me? And, you know, that kind of a language will come out to play. Yeah. The moment... The seat of the soul moment is when that negative behavior is happening that you look at yourself and say, I need to apply some compassion, mm. love, and gentleness here. I need to not beat myself up and let it go, right? It's like yeah. kind of like that saying of, if you're going to eat the cake, eat the cake and enjoy it too, right? So as soon as we shift from, we, we go into that place of, you know, I'm loving life and life is good. And we go then to beating ourselves up. Now we went back into the ego, into the the shadow side of self and now we're in that duality but we if we keep moving through it you know that that dance of energy and we keep yeah. working on our stuff as it shows up and 
it's layers, right? Every, yes. every new level of growth mm. will present new level of challenges, you know, new opportunities for us to move through our fears so that we can grow and we can be of service um, in a way that, you know, how God wants to use our gifts and talents in the world. Yes, I love that. And, you know, I, one of my favorite things to do now is like whenever I have an even remotely negative thought or feeling of stress or anything of that nature, I, 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 as soon as I notice it, sometimes it takes me a while to notice it, but as soon as I notice it, I'm like, thank you. Hey, I, I thank you for being there because that's our inner self giving us a signal that hey here's an opportunity for growth and learning and that's so exciting yeah. that's something to be absolutely yeah. yeah cool 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 okay oh my gosh you know i i i got so lost in our conversation i totally lost track of time <laughs> but i loved it so much thank you so much for being here and i'm so sorry i'm gonna have to uh wrap up for today but yeah. I hope we can come back and uh, continue to talk about these things. It's so amazing to talk about it with you. Absolutely, absolutely. And if your listeners have any questions, like send them your way and you can send them my way. And uh, this is a conversation I'm sure that we can have for many hours. Mm-hmm. And it was a pleasure to be able to share. Uh, I'm sure there's some great wisdom that will be received. Uh, from your from your listeners today so I thank you for having me here today thank you Janet and yes everyone we are going to make sure to include Janet's links in the show notes I'll also include my links in case you want to get in touch with me so please get in touch with us and uh, until then we wish you lots and lots of peace and joy (laughs) 